Hey, hey, come on. It is Thursday, May 12th, 2022. This is episode 58 of the Human Hope Podcast. I got one question. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Friends and family, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique with the Guzman and Cabello, or Lowe's for short. I mean, 58, 58, 58. Who, who is 58 years old? What celebrities are 58 years old? Well, let's see who, oh my gosh. Jeff Bezos, 58 years old. Nicholas Cage, 58 years old. We are the Human Hope Podcast. It, we are we are vibing with Nicholas Cage right now, which by the way, I mean, talk about a guy that went from hero to wherever he he's at now. I mean, he was like he was like Well, first of all, like the movies that Nicholas Cage was in like in the early 2000s were epic. We're with you. Human hope. We are Nicolas Cage. Or would you like to be Johnny Depp? I mean, talk about current affairs here. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's 58 years old. Nicolas Cage is 58 years old. Oh my goodness. Stop it. Mr. Bradley Pitt himself is 58 years old. Are you kidding me? Like is 58 the new 38? I mean, he's still one sexy son of a gun. Um, oh, and you know what? I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Like this 58 year old, um, maybe the creme de la creme. Michelle Obama is 58 years old. Who, who else do I need to, do I need to put a, a Republican in here to make sure everyone, um, is okay that I said Michelle Obama. Hey, listen, she's 58. Uh, Elizabeth Shue is 58 years old. Russell Crowe is 58 years old. Lisa Kudrow. We, the human hope family are in good company uh, with our 58th episode. So now that you know a couple of people that are 58, you know, you know what it's taken to get here. And you guys are the ones, you guys and gals are the ones that have gotten us here. What a, what an aside, what a random little bit to go off of. But um, I'm just excited to be with you guys. Well, A, let me tell you why I'm excited. A, I'm excited because it's 9.33 p.m. on right now, May the 11th, and I've had a toothache all day long, and it's gone. Okay? Now, I did take some ibuprofen, uh, and this toothache may be like the story of the week if it doesn't go away, but as of right now, it's gone, so that's why I'm recording this so late, because I couldn't talk, okay? Like, because I was just grumpy, and you didn't want me podcasting while I was grumpy, um, and you know... I uh, I spent the first half of the day today on a river with my wife. Uh, she took the oars and rowed me down the Caney Fork River, and I caught more fish today than I've caught on that river ever. So it was a great day, and you know, it was actually a day of uh, of rest. You know, it was a day of rest. It was a day of fun. Um, you know, and, and you know, Heather and I started talking a little bit today just about uh, how people use the term like. I'm taking a mental health day. And, you know, honestly, I feel like like we throw that around just a little too simply, a little too easily. You know, like, oh, if I'm doing something like 
fine. I'm going to call if I'm getting like a mani pedi, it's a mental health day. It's like, well, I mean, like your mental health deserves like healing, like true healing. So like, uh, I'm a fan of like, if you're going to take a mental health day, like go to therapy, <laughs> go to inner healing, like go, go do. So like, let's not, um, let's not let mental health days become so shallow. Right. I mean, sure. It, of course it may have helped with my mental health, but if anything, it, I, I like, I'm more exhausted because I woke up so freaking early. So, uh, and it led to a toothache, but I did catch big fish. Okay. Four minutes and 42 seconds into this podcast. What are we talking about today? Why, why would I want to talk about adventure and why is it important? Um, well, first of all, I, I feel like, like as a culture, we've just gotten way too safe as, as a society, um, adventures, you know, are it's over. And, and one of the main reasons why I believe that we've lost a sense of adventure is because we just know too much. Now I've done a few episodes already on, you know, like content consumption and why, why I think it's dangerous, but I think it also like, it ruins like our wonder and wonder is such a big part of adventure, you know, wonder and wander. Like, are you wandering? And, and I'm going to get into like tactical reasons as to why I think adventure is important today. Uh, but I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is for everybody. Okay. A, a lot of times you think of an adventurer and you think of like Jacques Cousteau. Did I say that right? Oh, which is fine. He was an adventurer, but like you can be broke, single, living in a, you know, like in a condo with five other single people and you can still live an adventurous life. And it's important for us as humans. This is human hope. Our humanity is a needed adventure. And I'm telling you, the more adventure that you um, partake in, the more hope you're going to have. Dead serious. It really is the truth. And I, and I, want, and I want you guys to uh, lean into the adventure. And so I'm going to give you guys some tips tricks, hacks, whatever it may be. And I think inside of these things, you're going to realize, Hey, you know what? Carlos is right. Like this is an adventurous thing. Like what is the last quote unquote adventure you went on? You know, um, I'm actually going to play a clip from a podcast episode that I did. Oh man. And when I say clip, I mean a, a big chunk of it, like 25 minutes of it, of a teaching I did on adventure, maybe four years ago, three years ago. Um, when my kids were like 15, 13 and 11, and we were, we were in this season where, you know, things had, uh, things, things had broken, like, like we were broke pretty much in, in this season and we were still living this life of adventure. We were still going for it. So I, again, I just don't want you to, to put a limit, to put a cap on, well, you know, um, I work full-time, my spouse works full-time, my partner works full-time, we got three kids, daycare, like we just can't do adventure. No, you can. And this teaching is from a few years ago. So again, as, a, as just an aside, know that when you hear me talking about some things, no, my kids aren't uh, 11. Losai is not 11 years old, he's 16 years old. So Hala is 20 freaking years old now. Um, again, call the double ARP and, um, just know that, uh, this was from a little while ago, but again, I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that it is still true. It's still potent. And, uh, I think that these life lessons hold true even now. So (laughs) 
as, as if you guys remember my podcast episode with my dad a few years, um, excuse me, a few months back, not years, gosh, Carlos, Human Hope podcast isn't that old. Um, there was like some production stuff that I was trying to be like cheeky. Just know that this was like the same podcast series four years ago where I was like, hey, I'm going to be NPR. I'm going to, um, I'm going to like put some music bed and some sound effects. So just know when, when you hear me do this teaching that I was trying to be a little creative and I would do things differently now. Uh, but I, I still think the teaching is, is good. It's good enough for us uh, to get something out of. So I'm going to play it. So let's rewind back, friends, uh, just a few years to when I actually had a podcast called Enter Wild. And I'm teaching us how to step into an, an adventure and why it is so important. All right. Love you guys. I think this is going to be really helpful. And I'll see you guys in a few minutes when four years younger, Carlos is finished teaching for a few. Here we go. What I'm going to be doing is giving you guys five proven. Okay. These things are proven five proven techniques that myself and my family have used in order to um, step into a wild season of our lives. Um, if many of you guys, a lot of you guys know, I wrote a book called Moment Maker. Uh, you can live your life or your life will live you. And you know, the, what I'm about to explain to you guys are things and strategies that my family have used specifically to make sure that we're continuing to make moments. Uh, and those moments often lead to adventure. And so I'm just going to kind of list these things out. Okay. So the, the first thing we've got to do from Jump Street is we have to redefine adventure. Okay. So um, when, when people think of adventure, and I'm not talking about Webster's Dic Dictionary, right? I'm talking about just people that, you know, what, what is it you think of when you think of adventure? Normally, you think of, um, at least for me, okay, I think of people doing crazy things, scaling Mount Everest, right? Um, jumping out of airplanes, um, hiking from, you know, Mexico to Canada. These are what we consider adventurous people filling out the adventure portion of their lives. Now, although those things are great and those are adventures, the normal everyday Joe or Jane, I don't know why, why I use Joe or Jane. Why have we decided to do that? Joe, or I mean, why can't it be like Fernando and um, Missy? Okay. So if you're the normal Fernando or Missy, um, that's, that's not something we can just go out and do. So we got to pay the bills. We've got a mortgage to pay. We've got a water bill to pay. We've got to send our kids to camp. We've got to go to camp ourselves. We've got to do all kinds of things that require us to work a nine to five. Okay. That that's the deal. So how can the normal Fernando or Missy that works in nine to five continue to find adventure in their lives? Well, the, fir the first thing we have to do is um, I think, look at the people that we see as adventurers and pull some things out of their lives that, that we can implement into our lives. The case in point on Instagram, I follow a guy whose Instagram account is, is this wild idea. Okay. That's the name, this wild idea. His name's Theron Humphrey. He lives in Nashville. He doesn't know me. Um, I don't know him. He's got 1.2 million followers and <laughs> it basically looks like the guy, and he may do this. The guy drives around with the most incredible car, the most incredible dog and takes the most incredible pictures all over the country, jumping in the lakes, fishing on mountain, this with a mountain vista on boats through the desert. I'm like, 
how can I get this guy's life? Now, here's here's the deal. He Theron worked really hard as a photographer in order to build this platform where he can go and do these things. Um, but I can't do that. So I have to make sure that I'm not looking at guys like Theron, guys like Jedediah Jenkins, again, another guy who I absolutely love following. I love following his adventures. Um, and th- this guy, he's the editor at Wilderness Magazine. But again, his Instagram makes it look like he does nothing but have the time of his life. And he probably does, you know, but I don't have the resources to pull off what a lot of these quote unquote adventurers are doing on social media. Now, I love following them because they give me great ideas and they give me ideas on places to go. Um, but my lifestyle is not one with raising a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old that is going to allow me to uh, to mimic exactly what their lives look like. So props to them. Props to them for being able to do uh, what they do. One day, I'd actually love to get both these guys. If anyone knows Jedediah or anybody knows Theron, um, let them know about the podcast. Maybe have them hit me up and I'd love to interview them on this podcast so that they can talk about what adventure looks in their life. Because I promise you, it doesn't look, <laughs> it doesn't look quite as good as their Instagram makes it look. Um, and uh, I'd love to just get their point of view. Oh, anyway, that's, that's an aside. So we've got to redefine adventure. It doesn't just look like these guys adventures. Let me tell you how I love to redefine adventure. First of all, um, adventure Adventure must include a few things, okay? It's, it's got to include a few things. What are the three things I think it needs to include? Adventure needs to include risk, reward, and revival, okay? That's it. Risk and reward and revival. If we have those three things happening on a consistent basis in our lives, we are going to have a life filled with adventure. Those are the three things. So uh, kind of simplifying that even a little bit more. Okay. Risk. It's got to make your heart beat faster. Number one. Okay. Write that down. When when you're on an adventure, make sure that it's making your heart beat faster. Okay. That's the first thing. Reward. Okay. What's the reward it brings us? It brings us fresh satisfaction. Okay. Every adventure must include fresh satisfaction. So step one, it's got to make you nervous. It's got to make your heart beat faster. Got to make you excited. Step two, the reward. It's bringing you satisfaction. And then revival. What does it mean for, to bring revival in adventure? Well, it's got to awaken your soul, right? It's got to awaken something deeper inside of you uh, than you knew it even existed. So those are the three things that, that we can do to redefine adventure. Once that is done, we're going to jump right into these, these moments that we're purposely chasing after. And I'm, we're going to get specific examples here. You guys ready for example number one? It's easy. Okay, here we go. First thing that my family, myself, we we love to do to awaken our senses and make sure that we're bringing adventure in our lives is to, ready? Sleep outside. That I mean, I'm serious. Sleep outside. Grab your sleeping bag, head outside. Now listen, if you live in Nashville, Tennessee in July or August, this is not an option for you, okay? <laughs> Unless you have air conditioning in your tent. But Fall is coming and the, the the possibility for this to happen is going to continue to expand. Some of you guys are, are able to do this. Now, why is it? Why, why is it that I say sleep outside? Number one, this is something that's true for all of humanity. When I get in my cozy, comfortable bed with my 15,000 pillows and yada, yada, this and that, and my down comforter and I have the air conditioning turned down, it numbs my senses, absolutely numbs my senses, which is the goal. That That is the goal. So, I believe that when you go outside and you sleep outside, well, you know what it does? 
it's such a rich experiences that it actually wakes up your senses. Okay. It wakes up your senses. And some of you guys may, may be saying, Carlos, I'm not an outdoorsy person. Like that's not, that's not what I, I, I do. The goal here isn't to become an outdoorsy person. The goal here is to awaken your senses. So like when you sleep outside, simply the sounds that are invading you as you go to sleep, they're different and it wakes something up inside of you. So I'd even take it a step farther and say, sleep in the woods one night and then sleep in the city one night outside. What does it feel like to sleep outside in the city, outside in the woods? I promise you, it, you may not, for me, I get the best sleep outside, to be honest with you. Some of you guys, you may need all of the, all of the things, the sleep machine and the eye mask and the, um, melatonin and the, you know, all the little breathing machines. I, I don't, I don't know. So a lot of people have sleep issues because we're so stressed out. Go outside. And I promise you, you probably, you're going to end up getting better sleep. Jump into this feet first sleep outside. That's that's step number one, not step number one. I mean, you can skip the step idea. Number one on what does it mean to fall asleep with the sounds of wonder all around you? Um, it's something that, that I think a lot of you guys are going to benefit from. So get out there, sleep outside. Okay. Idea number two. Okay. Idea number two to find adventure. Okay. Lose yourself. Now I'm not talking about Eminem song, which, which I think is a great song. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking about literally get lost. Okay. Get lost in your city, get lost in your County, get lost in your neighborhood, get lost in your country, get, get lost. We have so many tools that keep us safe. So many tools that, um, gosh, so many tools that allow us to never feel lost and have to work our way out of a situation. I, I believe, okay. I believe that humanity up until a few years ago used to get lost all the time. And there's something beautiful about that. Okay. I think it opens our eyes. It opens our senses to things that we've forgotten. It's, it's just human. Okay. Since we've gotten Siri ways and Google, we, we almost have to purposely relearn what it looks like to get lost. So how do you do that? <laughs> Great idea here. Listen, turn off your phone, T- turn that bad boy off. Turn, revert back to 1992. Remember when we had to go to like AAA and get the little maps and they, they outline your path with like a, um, with, with like a, ye- a yellow highlighter. You can do that. But I would say even a step farther, don't even go get a map. Okay. Just go ask somebody where you need to go and then follow it. Okay. Write down the directions before you leave your house, then follow it. Okay. You can still get lost in this day and age. There's something, there's something again, awakening about going to a gas station and saying, man, Hey, is there any way you can let me know how to get to point B and have the gas station attendant tell you, and then having to find your way again, this is all about waking up and it wakes you up when you get lost. And my wife, um, actually I just bought her what's called the light phone. And it's, it's really fascinating. This phone does one thing. It makes and receives phone calls. It just, that's all you can do on it. Okay. All it is, is reverting back to 1998 when we had our Motorola flip phones before text messaging, um, was, was out before social media was out. All you did was call. And so go figure this, these two guys actually kickstarted a company where they make these phones that all they do, they're these tiny little phones. They make and, rec- and, and receive phone calls. And so what she does is she syncs it to her smartphone. We don't have to lose your smartphone, but you leave your smartphone at home. And then when we go out, she's not tempted to check Instagram. She's not tempted to take pictures. She's not tempted to, if she wants to take pictures, guess what she takes? A camera. 
an actual camera. And so if you guys want to want to know more about the light film, let me see if I can find um, if I can find the website here. Yeah, just go to www. I don't know why I'm, I even say www because everything starts with that. But the lightphone.com, the L-I-G-H-T phone dot com. You guys can pick one up. I'm not, this isn't a paid advertisement or anything like that. I mean, I just think the phone's amazing. And so I've, I've watched the phone already, already this week. She's only had it for a few days. Um, change the way that she, you know, um, exists when we're out. And so that's going to allow you to get lost as well. Um, get lost in the moment. That is the plan. So yeah, leave your phone at home. I know that may be frightening for some of you, but I promise you'll be able to get back home. You, a game that my family loves to play, a game that we, whenever, you know, we're like, Hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And nobody can figure out what exactly it is that we want to do. I always pull out the dice and the, and the kids inevitably are like, no. And it's not because we're going to play, you know, craps or anything. No, it's not, I'm not teaching my kids to gamble, but what I, what we do do with the dice. Okay. Whenever, whenever we need something to do, this is what we do. Okay. Write this down. This is a fun game. We pull out the dice. Somebody rolls the dice. The number that the dice lands on is how many miles we're going to drive. So if it lands on four and one, that equals 41 miles or 14 miles, whichever, you know, side of of adventure you live on. Number two. So if it says 41 miles, we now play rock, paper, scissors and decide which direction we're going to drive. One person's north, another south, another east, another west, wherever it lands on. Okay. Um, whoever wins, that's the direction. So now say it, it, somebody wins east, we're going to go 41 miles east. Then we have four different jars with four different words. I'm telling you, these, <laughs> these days that we do this are some of the most adventure days uh, as we're getting lost out here in the world. The, the words in these jars are eat, treat, meet, and feet. And guess what we do when we get 41 miles east? We pull out a word and when we get there, we're either going to eat something we're going to get a treat. We're going to meet a stranger or we're going to exercise. We're going to do one of those things, eat, treat, meet, or feet. And we've ended up in the most random and epic places playing this game. So yeah, so th- th- there it is. It's a simple game that allows us to get lost. Either way, guys, you guys think you can do that? Okay, I believe you can too. 2022 Carlos coming back at you. Does my voice sound different four years later? I, I don't know. I think it does. I think it sounds a little deeper. Maybe I'm just fooling myself. Hey, let's talk about a couple of our partners here on the Human Hope Podcast. First and foremost, BetterHelp. Y'all know me. I love my BetterHelp therapist. I see them or talk to them at least once a month. And one thing that they've helped me with is burnout. Now, I need you guys to know that like, we associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any role in our life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. So talking with somebody can help you figure out what is causing the stress in your life. And I know that I've got triggers I can see the triggers in my life and I got medicators and I can tell when I'm burning out and my BetterHelp therapist helps me with that. I love BetterHelp. Don't let life be so overwhelming. Step in and you can get some help too. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's way more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Human Hope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash human hope. That is better, H-E-L-P dot com slash human hope. 
Our next partner this week is Canopy. I've been talking about them for a few weeks now. And listen, parents everywhere know that social media can be a bad influence on our kids, but we know that the other massive issue is online pornography. Most kids are exposed to graphic sexual content before they're 13, and it's normally by accident. And it's absolutely unacceptable since research shows that regularly watching pornography is linked with all kinds of negative life outcomes, like horrible mental health issues, unstable romantic relationships, and no parent out there wants that for their kids. But that's where Canopy comes in. I am so proud to partner with Canopy, the world's most advanced internet filter to bring families a tool that can help them flourish by protecting them from explicit content. Kids deserve a chance to be kids, and installing Canopy is a vital step all parents can take to keep their families safe. This is what you guys do. Go to canopy.us slash human hope and use promo code human hope to get 30 days free and 15% off your subscription forever. The next idea on what you can do to accomplish and get to adventure in your life is something that most of you guys hate to do. Fail. Okay. Fail often. Write it down. Fail often. Not only fail often, fail big. Fail huge. I believe when we stop trying to fail on purpose, okay, that's when adventure takes a backseat to safety. It, it, it's when we begin to look at, again, Theron and Jedediah, in my case, at their lives and start thinking, man, I tell you what, if only I had that life, if only I had that life, I'm just going to sit back and not try to fail. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be safe because safety brings me a little bit of satisfaction. Here's the thing, Jedediah and Theron, I promise you, they have failed way more times, way more times than they've succeeded, which has allowed them to get to the place that they are at. I bet if you started trying things that are way, way, way out of your league, right? Out of your comfort zone, you're going to start seeing that failure is going to happen. But the more you fail, the more you're going to succeed. One of the things that I've done to make sure that I'm risking as much as possible is I, I've grabbed a journal and I've titled it my failure journal. Absolutely. I have a journal called the failure journal. People that see it on my table must think that I'm absolutely crazy. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's worked and there's a reason for it. I want to fill it up as fast as I can. Okay. I want it to open up and I want to see all the lessons that I've learned uh, and how these failures have helped me because they really have helped me become a moment maker and they've helped me become adventurous. If I'm not putting failures in it at least twice a month, I don't think I'm living life enough. I'm not. So I've got all kinds of failures that I have in there. Try something new, risk something. One of the things that I love to do every year is come up with a new um, hobby. Okay. So every year I say, okay, I'm going to do a new hobby. So I've done magic before I've done photography. I've done, um, Gosh, what else have I done? I've, 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 I've decided to become a runner. Uh, fly fishing is this year's. Um, and if, if I can tell you, oh no, made a knife, um, got into knife making last year. If I can tell you guys the number of times I failed trying to attempt to get good at these hobbies, and I, I pick one every year, January 1st, I've got a brand new hobby. You guys would die laughing at if, if seeing all of the failures that it takes to get to one success with these things. When I finally finished my first knife, if you guys could have seen the janky messed up knives that I produced before I finally hit one on the head and nailed it or the cuts in my hand that because I didn't know how to sand metal correctly, whatever it may be, there were so many failures that led to the one knife that was successful. Okay. 
you've got to fail often. Before I went fly fishing for the first time by myself, I would go with guides. I've been three or four times with guides. And I thought that I was a really good fly fisherman. You know why? Because when I'm in a boat with a fly fishing guide, they tell me exactly where to throw the hook, exactly where to throw the fly. And every single time I do it, a fish would bite it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a good fisherman. But guess what? When I went out the first time to try to fish by myself, I guess how many fish I caught? Exactly. Zero. None. Why? Because it took failing over and over in order for me to finally realize, oh, you know what? The fish aren't there. They're not there. They are right there. And then started yanking those bad boys out of the water on a consistent basis after I'd failed. Create a failure journal, guys. Create one. Go ahead. Go, go get one right now. Pause the podcast. Grab a notebook. Call it failure journal. Come back. And let's talk about the next one. The next one. Go broke, right? Money's our green sauce. Let's get money. Money is. Money is the name of the game. We, we believe that if we have money, we can go on bigger adventures. But I, I want to let you guys know, when you have less, you imagine more, okay? When you have less, you imagine more. When, when you have less money and you go on vacation, guess what? You can't go to a fancy hotel. You got to use a tent. Okay. When you have less money, you can't go to the five-star restaurants. You got to find a hole in the wall. And in those places, in the tent and in the hole in the wall is going to be the places that you're going to find more adventure. Take the bus instead of your car. There's so many ways that you can pull this off. Go broke, lower the budget, see what you guys can't pull off when it comes to finding adventure with less. So let, let, let's review these, these five things that we've got to pull off in order to really step foot and make life an epic adventure. Okay. Step number one, redefine adventure. Okay. So idea number one, you got to redefine it. What is adventure? Again, it's got to include risk, reward, and revival. Risk equals making your heart beat faster. Reward equals bringing fresh satisfaction. And revival means awaking something deep inside of your soul. Number two, Sleep outside, get outside, get out your comfort zone. You're going to start awaking, waking up to wonder. Oh, it just, it wakes something up inside of you. Okay. Sleep outside. Idea number three, get lost, lose yourself, lose yourself. Literally leave the phone at home, leave the map at home, go get lost. And you're going to find some things that you never would have seen before. When you take another route to work again, that's, 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 a simple way. Okay. So this more, if you're listening to this before you go to work or on your way to work, don't go the way you normally go. You're going to see some things um, that, that are going to wake up your brain and you're going to be a little bit more creative when you get to work, lose yourself. Okay. Idea number four, fail often, go make yourself a failure journal and fail often. And then last but not least guys go broke. Um, Make sure that you're lessening your budget, not increasing your budget as you're looking for adventure. I, I want to leave you guys this week with some thoughts from an episode that I love on probably one of my favorite shows on Netflix, Chef's Table. I don't know if you guys watch Chef's Table, but uh, it, it documents the lives of these chefs. I can't cook a thing, but I am fascinated by their lives. And there's one in particular episode. And this this episode has Francis Malman, and he uh, he's a chef with from Argentina and he's inspired by um Patagonian roots okay so and and Patagonia so you guys know is is wilderness i mean it is straight up wilderness and there's a there's a little section at the end first of all 
go, go watch his episode uh, because it's going to wake up something inside of you. I watch it seriously like once a week. I don't know if that's overkill, but it really wakes something up inside of me. And what he does is he, gosh, the, the, the man, first of all, he cooks everything over just a wildfire, like an open flame. He doesn't use um, an oven. He doesn't use a range. Everything is is over wood and fire. And he even talks about how there's every, everything changes. Every time he cooks, it changes because the fire is different. The fire is never the same. It is not a science to him. It's it's more of an adventure of cooking. And so all of that to say, it's it's an incredible show filled with lots of adventure. But at the very end, he defines what I, I think he defines what enter wild is. He drops some truth bombs on us. I'm going to play you guys um, just the, the closing segment from chef's table, his episode. And I want you to hear the truth and the beauty of exactly how he has entered wild in his life. My life has been a path at the edge of uncertainty. Today, I think we educate kids to be settled in the comfortable chair. You have your job, you have your little car, you have a place to sleep, and the dreams are dead. You don't grow on a secure path. All of us should conquer something in life, and it needs a lot of work, and it needs a lot of risk in order to to grow and to improve, you have to be there a bit at the edge of uncertainty. There's a whisper on the night wind. There's a star agleam to guide us. And the wild is calling, calling. Let us go. 2022 Carlos has chills right now. I actually forgot how powerful that moment was. If you haven't watched it. Um, Wow. Also, man, I do. I talk as fast in 2022 as I did in 2018. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hey, listen, I actually have a PDF that, um, I created around this whole, you know, five steps to adventure that I'm going to figure out how to get you guys by next week. Um, None of the systems are working where I can get it to you this week, but I'd love to get that to you guys because I I feel like it could be helpful. You know, at the end of the day, just risk some stuff. You know, let's do it. And gosh, I mean, can we risk, can we risk like, being going on an adventure to not hate each other. I mean, I, I just think back to when I was talking in 2018 and I mean, gosh, man, things, things have gotten hard <laughs> pandemic, um, racial unrest, presidential election that makes us hate our brothers and sisters. Um, and this freaking toothache, right? I, I mean, <laughs> Things have gotten hard and I'm just here to tell you when you lean into adventure, 
um, all that stuff, it does go away. You can't tell me that a man or a woman hanging on the side of a glacier trying to put their ice pick in the next thing is thinking about some way to disagree with somebody that over some issue. No, because you're focused on the adventure. Go on an adventure, human hope familia. Find it. What's it going to be today? All right. I don't want you to just like let the podcast end and then not go and do something. Do something. I'm getting on an airplane. By the time you guys hear this, I'm going to be on an airplane flying to New York City. I got a toothache. I, I've got to speak tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, but guess what? I'm going to make an adventure out, out of it. We're going to find a way. My family's going to find a way to have an adventure. We're going to do it. And I want you guys to do it too. Hey, I got an idea. Dr. Delight, why don't you light us up? Let's go. All right. Hey, listen, 36 minutes, 38 seconds into this thing. You guys have behaved so well that I'm going to let you guys out of class a little bit early. Now, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out. Hang on. Here's the break. Hey, hey. Okay. Let me turn this down. <laughs> Dr. Delight, I love you, but the people can't hear me. And I got something important to say. I am trying to figure out, um, like, the length, the right length. You know, what's the right length for the Human Hope Podcast? Is it 37 minutes and 12 seconds where we're at right now? Is it an hour and 22 minutes like I had a couple weeks ago? Or is it an hour? Uh, I think I'm going to do a poll on Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, if you're just a Human Hope listener, uh, head over to Instagram. And today is the day that I'm going to ask the question and I need to know what's the what's the right time that you guys like for this? It's a little shorter. Um, anyway, you want me in your ears longer? What is it? Friends and fam, I'm in New York City now without a toothache. I'm speaking it out in Jesus' name. Toothache is going to go away. Um, and I uh, just, I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful you guys are here. Go on a freaking adventure. How about it? Huh? Go. Go on that adventure. What's it going to be? Go on the adventure. Don't let me come at you. Don't let me find out that you just stopped the podcast and you went back to a boring life. We are meant and built for adventure. Adventure is going to give you hope, and hope is going to fuel your dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Carlos Santiago with your Guzman Cabello saying, I will see you next week on episode 59. What celebrity is 59 years old of the Human Hope Podcast? See you guys soon.